When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the challenge, Ride or Dies, for the premiere. I am Brian. Don't forget, as always, it's my co-host, Alex. Here, Alex, how are you? How am I? Uh, jazzed. I feel like I'm not quite like on a yacht drinking champagne like our friends on the show were in the intro, but I am rejuvenated and refreshed after Challenge USA and ready for a new season of a uh, good old regular challenge. Yeah, it's good to be back. Been a long time off, a whole uh, four weeks. So we <laughs> had that nice, nice time apart. Um, I feel like the challenge documentary um, definitely helped cleanse myself a little bit of how USA ended. So I'm feeling, I was feeling a little bit better coming into the season. Um, but yeah, I'm, you know, I think uh, vibes are good. They're okay. They're, it was okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, I don't know if you want to open with this, but you watched last night's episode. Um with people <laughs> i was gonna say in a special way that was weird yeah, I, I went to the challenge mania premiere event um i didn't realize they do their watch parties the bar is literally a three minute walk from my apartment so i found that out i'm like oh this is just glorious so jordan kalish he really needs to start working on his planning for where he hosts his survivor watch parties to make it more convenient for me uh, but this one was just like right on the block so it couldn't have worked out uh, any better. Uh, and Devin was there, which was a fun time. Got to meet Scott. Got to meet his uh, lovely wife. Um, and yeah, it was, a, it was a good time. 
It was a, it was a good way to watch the show. I don't think I've ever watched a challenge in like a viewing experience before, so that it was fun. We have so many questions. So Derek was not there. Derek was not there. Someone that I swear was like his brother or cousin looked like him, but I asked someone and they were just some random dude. So <laughs> no relation to Derek. I'm like, oh my God, is that Derek's brother? But no, no relation to Derek. Derek was not there. Um, only Devin was there uh, for a challenge guest. Oh, interesting. Um, well, that's great. That's exciting. Did they do any like live content or is like just people watching the show? So, yeah, just a live watch. Uh, just a live watch. I think uh, David was doing a little meet and greet, taking pictures. Um, that's yeah. No, uh, no podcast or anything like that afterwards. No uh, like trivia or I think it was like a Halloween theme. I saw a couple people dressed up in costumes or maybe just New York City and people were different things, <laughs> different events. I don't know. Um, but yeah, there was no it was like a live no at all type thing or anything. Well, that's lovely. Um, lovely, I too had a run in with the MTV Glitterati today. I would bet anything that I saw Mike from X on the Beach and the Paramount Plus uh, people on the beach compete for money show uh, walking today in the city. And I was like, (laughs) I might be one of the only people on earth who can recognize this man. Because you go up to me, probably would have been absolutely thrilled to be recognized. No, of course I'd go to. See, we had this conversation briefly over text. Like, for some reason, I have never had any interest in like meeting any of the people on reality television. Maybe because I famously had such a terrible run in with Stephen Pishback when I was a fan. <laughs> um, but that's a story for another day and another podcast. Uh, but that sounds fun. And, and this must have been an exciting episode to watch because, unlike a lot of premieres where it's really just meet the cast. We got hookups, we got strategy, we got upsets. Like, this was a pretty fun first episode. Yeah, I mean, they did the classic episode zero, which I think now they've done a couple seasons in a row now. Um, I feel like the last two challenge properties, I think they've done, like, an episode zero where it's, like, uh, a meet the cast type thing. Again, they weirdly just do it on, like, a Monday night rather than either, like, right before this or, like, the week before in the same time slot. I never will understand that, but they did that on Monday, which was really more of, like, diving into the rookies welcoming back some of the vets so come episode one we kind of just like jump right in like we already had like you know laurel and turbo fighting on the on the yacht on the way over so we we were kind of jumping right in uh to people getting into it so i think the episode zero really helped because this was almost if you include that which a lot of that stuff could have been in a normal premiere it was really like a two and a half hour premiere um so they they really kind of gave you the full uh context of who all these new people are and welcoming them welcoming some people back I should explain. I really should have opened up on an apology. The funniest thing, and I don't know if you remember this, but when we wrapped last season, like last week, you were like, I was like, are we doing a podcast on the untold story? And you were like, we'll mm. see, we'll see. And I was like, I'm willing to say I'll show up and do it myself. <laughs> right. And then Brian and I scheduled what two, three different times and I had mm-hmm. to postpone due to work. And so like, then we aspired to do a pre, then it was like, I was ready to come on all smug and be like, how fortuitous that like everybody else like might have done a thing for this or do it as a preview or does a draft. We're here being rewarded for our procrastination and we're going to be able to seamlessly cover the Monday night pre-show. And then I had to cancel on that. So it is my bad (laughs) that we are here, but like now, you know, you didn't miss anything. (laughs) You're all up to speed. Look, if we did a draft, we would have, you know, taken Casey and that would have gone haywire. We would have had to figure out what we do with like people that come in late. Like, did, did they get rewarded for, the, you know, must losing and stuff like that? So it, it, it's a little bit of a chaotic feel. This is also giving a little 
it, the only reason why like I'm not more optimistic about this season is it's giving like early 30 seasons vibes where like from this episode we lost two teams but gained three and I think for the next couple of weeks we're gonna stay flat if like the new teams come in to replace people to get eliminated so I feel like we're not gonna lose anyone for like a month so that's the only thing that's giving me a little bit of trepidation on like the season right now interesting did we know so like you and I haven't as I just laid out, we haven't discussed this season because we no, made multiple times to discuss it and time got away from both of us. Um, but here's my question. Did we know that this was going to happen? Like, cause I'll just, I'll just, I'll be vulnerable. I'll come out and say, I didn't know. I'm not, you know, I'm not, I don't have my, I'm not like my brother with the mole. I'm not in the Reddit. I don't know what's going on. Cause I don't want to be spoiled. So I didn't even like, catch word that the like mercenary best rider dies were going to be slowly revealed throughout the season mm-hmm. slash Casey wasn't going to be on the season. I was bamboozled. No, I had absolutely no idea. I definitely didn't know Casey was uh, being sent home. I definitely didn't know that. I, I, if I had to guess, I feel like I think I knew the, the three, these three teams were not going to be like part of like the first part of the episode. I just thought they all were going to be introduced like either maybe right before the first daily or at the very least all introduced after the first elimination. Like maybe they just got like a first round buy uh, with how they've kind of like earned that status. But I didn't think it would be like, okay, here's the first one. And then I guess next week we'll bring in maybe like Anissa or then the week after maybe Jordan or vice versa. I didn't, I didn't think we'd be doing this as staggered as it seems like it's going to be. Yeah. I don't get it. <laughs> like, I don't understand. No, I, don't I feel know. like there's like a reward to it. Um, and in fact, it's putting an asterisk on potentially their win. Like, when is, are Jordan and Issa going to come in six weeks in and then they're going to win and we're going to be like, wow, what a fair shake? Mm-hmm. Not that who cares about fairness, but it just, it just, what is the reward? Like, what is the benefit of teasing their arrival? The only benefit I would say was the intro was very cool. The, the music blasting, the, them walking out of the shadows, everyone's reactions. That got me. Like I was like, "Oh, this is kind of awesome." I just wish it was like all. Of <laughs> this them. is kind of awesome. Like, like after Bananas and Nani came out, or even if like they, they, then they should have had. Oh, then it's you know, Jordan and Anissa, and then it's I don't even who is the third team that's uh, coming out. I don't remember. They, they, they bring them Darrell all. I don't know why. Veronica, how dare Darrell you? and Veronica. I'm like, how dare I? So stupid. Um, but yeah, I don't know why they wouldn't just make this grand reveal. Oh, now let's bring in like these three grand pairs that we're all going to drop into the game. I don't know why we're staggering it. Just bring them all in. Let's go. Just let it run. Um, yeah, like, here's my frustration as a challenge podcaster and watcher is like, is it exciting TV? Mm, Maybe yes, maybe no. I agree. Like some of it was a little exciting, but the faces, like the fake reactions of people like Laurel being like, how could anyone or like they all knew they were coming. Uh, I, I mean, I'm happy to be proven wrong by people, but I would be shocked. Um, if the, audience was genuinely mm-hmm. surprised but generally i would say the way information was revealed to us in general this episode was fun narratively but mm-hmm. frustrating strategically so like yes maybe the reveal down in the sand in the zone which i love by the way in the zone is exciting but from a game perspective i don't like that people are going to be introduced it's one thing if you're a sub it's another thing to just like fully mm-hmm. as you said have a multiple week potentially by um 
and like we'll talk about it but the way that johnny and raven have to make decisions without knowing the mechanics was a fun reveal for us to watch but extremely frustrating that they don't have this knowledge when they're making the decision yeah i mean look they definitely don't have this the the exact detail of what's going to go down but the fact that you know okay we don't know who the other team is so there's like only a select options that it could be right it's like whoever you vote in maybe they get to pick and most likely they're going to be picking from the people that you pick from or i guess they could pick from everyone else that that could be picked from or or you could do something like the draw but there's only like a select number of things that they could do at that point that it was a surprise about what the, the mechanism that they did with like the draw and the person that wins the draw gets the pick, but it, the conclusion was always going to be some form of this, that you can probably, it wasn't like there, there was like took away the person finishing glasses going in. It's like, Oh, sure. I just, just kidding. They're actually safe. Like you knew that wasn't in play. So the, the there was only a select number of options really that, that was going to come down to for this. Interesting. I was completely once again, bamboozled because I thought it was great strategy on Johnny and Raven's part to call people in, even people that you don't intend to send in because, and then, you know, spare them, even though, like, it's not foolproof, but I thought it was mm-hmm. a good thing and it would have been mine too. I thought, I didn't think it was most likely that, oh, the people that you put in who you spare will also go in. I thought it was either going to be like you said, they get to call anyone out. Um, in which case it's not your fault. Like they're not more vulnerable because mm-hmm. you dropped them in or the other people are safe and they can only pick from the people you didn't call out, which in which case still doesn't affect Johnny or Raven. Or I thought house vote. Uh, I, as the time went on, I was like, okay, we're not getting a house vote, but I considered that. Mm-hmm. I did not see a draw of the other three coming. I wish I did because I was like, oh, four seems like a lot of people to be interviewing. Uh, but I think it's, I can't tell how impactful I think it would have been, how much impact it would have had on Johnny and Raven's decision if they knew it was going to be a draw of the other three games. So yeah, I, I don't think I saw, it was like, oh, it might as well have been the same thing. Yeah, so I mean, I th- yeah, I think if they knew this going in, they, I mean, I think the one switch they would do, right, is they wouldn't do Kim and Colleen. I think they would have swapped them out for another vet team. But even then... I think their big thing about wanting to toss them in was like, oh, we just don't want to like make it seem like we're only going after the vets. We want at least to toss in a rookie. And I do think we might see a strategy of, like, I guess we can jump right into this, the strategy of this whole thing is, you know, you pick four teams, like you nominate four teams. There is one team that you kind of don't want to go in. And then you just play like, or even like you put two teams you don't want to go in and try to play the odds of like, okay, I'm going to pick one of those, one of those four to definitely go in. And I'm going to keep two that I don't want to go in. And hopefully one of the two of them will pick kind of the sword to force the other team to go in. Like once, I guess maybe when it gets down more numbers, that might be something you have to do, but there are like risks you can take to try to like outsmart this a little bit down the road. Yeah. I love a draw. We haven't seen it in a long time. I was very excited to see it back. This obviously with a new twist that one team will be able to save another team. Um, Here's the interesting wrinkle and it's, you know, whatever this is one of the first seasons in a little while where we're seeing like a really formidable rookie class not just like big brother people all joining together or mm-hmm. um the veterans taking over or what have you this is like a really decent mix of what i would call the fringe vets like the people who have been on one two three times who haven't been able to make en roads in jay michelle amber 
I think Nelson's ripe to jump in on here. Like the misfit veterans plus the strategic rookies. And, you know, we're in a decent position to see like a meteoric rise of that group. And of course, this mechanism is going to foil that for them. Like in in the game where we have the best situation, you might not be rooting for them, but like an interesting strategic group taking hold that's not just like vets dominance mixed with one of the most interesting mechanisms for the underdogs to advance. So it's like, I almost think this is only going to benefit like Devin and Tori and Bananas and Nani and not like the underdogs, which it would benefit in another season. I'm not making sense. It's late, but like, trust me, I know what I'm saying. Is that good enough for a podcast? I, I think normally you're right. But I think because these vets aren't now, I guess with bananas jumping in, that could change things. But these aren't like the strongest of vets. Or it's like, I think the rookies could, e- as we saw this week, I think a lot of them could easily win these 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 dailies, and then they can mani- they can manipulate this to the best of their ability. If anything, I I think it kind of opens it up where there is more flexibility, where you know you don't have to worry about one of like the rookie teams just finishing last, and then that's it; they're just going right in. Like you have that way to toss more teams in the mix and get other and maybe get the vets to like take shots at each other and then it's just gonna form cracks amongst them. Like I, I think this will kinda help in any and I'm all, I'm also fine that even if the big rookie group could have their have their power. I don't want them to really have their powerful I want them to be able to also struggle. I want the vets to, you know, have swings at them. Like I think this will force the different groups to take shots at each other and internally and no big group can really ride this all the way to the end because of how how the the randomness of and the variance is going to take place. Yeah, I, I'm interested to see how it plays out. I'm sure we're going to have a lot of confusing conversations down the road about it. Um, any, you know, we didn't do a preview. Any rookies or vets so we haven't seen in a while, anyone you're excited about, who stands out here in this first episode? So, I mean, stands out, not excited about the scene, but definitely stands out. I <laughs> I was floored to see Turbo back in the mix. I, I thought there was no chance in the world we would ever see him again. I don't really know why he's he's back i mean he adds like a level of like intrigue i guess that other people don't but he adds a level of intrigue that makes it almost uncomfortable (laughs) sometimes like he just seems like a genuinely scary person that could just cause bad chaos not like fun reality tv chaos but like damaging chaos like the drop of the hat even like at the end of the episode Devin makes like a very innocuous joke and it seems like turbo is ready to like rip his head off like i don't know if he's drumming it up for the camera like i hope he is because i don't want this to like escalate and like by episode four turbo and, and his partner are being taken out by security because you know he's threatening to like destroy someone like i don't i don't want to see that yeah it, i'm not going to make any statements on turbo but did this remind me of some ghosts of instabilities past we've had on the show. I felt very similar to watching uh, the likes of Abram or Polly or, you know, like early CT. Like, I, I like, we, I feel like it's been a while since I've been like on edge about whether somebody's like in on what's going on or not. And mm-hmm. Turbo gives me quite a bit of pause. Yes. I I can't I can't get a vibe if, if he's in on it. I I would lean no honestly, but I mean I hope he is. But yeah, the, the, I would just so say he's, he's not. <laughs> he's yeah, okay. 
<laughs> but seeing his name there on the cast list was uh was very surprising. Um, always always love to see Laurel in the mix. I think she just adds like a level of credibility to a season just having her there. Because if someone if another team wins, I mean they beat Laurel somehow along the way to get there, which I just feel like adds extra credence to their win. And if Laurel wins, it's just great to see Laurel win. So I just like seeing her in the mix of you know taking the competition to kind of a, a next level. I agree with Laurel. I also really think that Jack was the standout rookie of this episode. Like, I I really was impressed with Jack's ability to, like, keep that mole information close enough to the vest. Like, I I do think, like, another reality TV person new to the challenge would have that information and get so jazzed to share it and gossip it and, like, make a big stink. But Jack keeps it like perfectly, uses it at the right time with Johnny and Raven, and then holds off in such a way that like the rookies who should be putting him in don't mm-hmm. and save him. Like I was very, very impressed with his reads. I thought he gave good confessionals. I'm excited for the two of them as a pair. Yeah, I think Jack could be is great. I think if he keeps up this, I think he could be a standalone character coming back for next season. Absolutely. Um, obviously, I think Johnny and Raven were both great. Um, I, I love, I know we got into it a little bit, but I love each of their kind of strategy sessions, the way they're talking. I even loved, I mean, it, it's kind of like the bars in hell, but I even just liked that Johnny was like, let me, like, what do you think about what I'm saying? Like, not forcing, like, what we should do. He was like, this is what I think. Let me know what, like, just bouncing an idea off, um, which, again, bars in hell, but it's, like, great to see them do that. So I, I love both of them in the mix. I think, you know, them, uh, Johnny's, Kind of like love triangle thing with uh, Nerese will be uh, kind of very interesting as well, especially with Nelson in the mix. So I, I think a lot of them will be very, very fun. I am not understanding the magic spell that Johnny has on women. Like, jo- I have this is like the third show I've seen Johnny on, and he like gets into a relationship immediately. He did the same thing on. People win money on the beach. What is that freaking show called at Paramount Plus? Um, with the j- j- Party Shore, Money Shore. Yeah, you can, yeah, that, those all sound correct. <laughs> I, Do you I, know what I'm I, talking I, about? There was a show no, I, that some of these people were on. They like did the Shore show. So like Angelina from Jersey Shore was on. Someone from Bachelor in Paradise was on. It's how like oh. Giannina met Blake Horseman from The Bachelor. Um, and they like compared. Vanji was on. Yeah, yeah, whatever. I mean, I Obviously, I watched it. Yeah. What else am I doing? And Johnny shows up and like he fakes love. Like that's the problem. Is like he shows up and like makes you think apparently that he is in love with you, and then is exactly the way we see him manipulating these women. Like he says to Raven, like, "Oh, for the benefit of our team, we should be friends." And she's out here like, "Oh yeah, I agree." It's like so we can focus on our team, and then he's saying to Norris, like. We've got to like keep this on the down low because like my partner's going to be upset. So like he's just like playing people left and right. Mm-hmm. Like, he's on TV playing people and they see it and they feel differently on the show. I don't know. This guy's got everyone under a spell. We'll see how it works out for him. But where Johnny goes, drama follows. So we'll see. I, I don't know. Great casting for that reason alone. Yeah. No, absolutely. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Here is something obvious. This is a veteran pair. I just have a feeling in my bones and I was laughing that they go into elimination first, that this is Tory season. I have no spoilers. I have no, like, people. maybe she goes home next week and people will be oh, laughing at it. She was my first pick overall in my noob draft. I just feel like her and Devin are such a strong, well-balanced pair. We saw it in the elimination tonight. I oh, think wow. they're sort of well enough connected. They're a target, but they're not the biggest target. They have complementary strengths. And here's the thing. This is not our first rodeo. How many seasons of the challenge have we covered? I would bet dollars to donuts. I don't know what that even means, but I would do it. I bet all my donuts that these rider dies are going to get tested and split up, right? Yeah. So we actually have a question about that. And I had I, I a thought off their question um, from Allie Miller. Just to cut down from the first part of it, because it teed up from Bananas stealing the money from Sarah. But she asks, uh, now, 10 seasons later, we have a parallel theme, Ryder dies. Bananas is back and partnered with Nani. Can either of you guys imagine a world where they do a take the money and run uh, type thing in the final? And I'm more thinking, do you think they'll do a double agents type thing where will the partner be offered to leave their partner at a certain point? And can you see anyone doing that? So to speak to Allie's question first, yeah, 100%. If these rider dies go all the way to the final, they would love for Nani and Bananas to have the opportunity to steal and not steal and that be like the the closure to the Sarah Bananas situation, for sure. I think they love, based on what we saw in the untold story, they love both of the times they let the partners uh, yeah. decide to do that. Um to go back to your spin on it, I just I don't see a world where this isn't getting tested. Whether that's it, you've worked together to get to the final, but now you are on your own and you can decide if you help your partner or not, like that kind of thing. It's going to happen earlier if there are switch opportunities. 
I guess there's just no world that we're watching all of these people ride or die all the way through to the final. Yeah, absolutely. There's going to be something. I, and I think it'll be even, yeah, well before the final. I think somewhere along the midseason, there's going to be, there's going to be some mechanism where uh, they have to choose, like, yeah, do they share money? Do they have to do something? There's going to be something where the ride or die-ness is going to be uh, strongly put to the test. Um, and so I even think Tori is poised to win as an individual once that, like, I think they're a great team and I have full confidence in her without him. So I, I feel, I just, I feel it. Yeah. And I know like when Jordan enters the game, I think that'll be a, a an interesting spin to see how, how Tori does. Um, does that sink her game? Are they in a good enough place to work together? Um, do people rally behind Tori to go after Jordan even more? Um, it'll be yeah, it'll be very interesting to see how when Jordan and Anissa are in the mix, um, how that plays because obviously Tori and Anissa are very close, um, but Tori and Jordan probably aren't uh, as much. So uh, it'll be very very interesting to see how that plays out. You mentioned Raven and Johnny being a good team, being good individually. When I saw Raven show up in that hot dress as her like entrance look, I was like, this is what I want to see in a rookie. Someone who is using every second of screen time. Like I am on TV from minute one. And I was like, I love this casting based solely on that. And then, yeah, it bared fruit. Like she, I think she's going to be great. I'm excited. You know, a lot of veterans are jaded. Like we used to talk about the reunion looks, like the vets started showing up in like a sweatshirt and leggings, which we love. But like, I love a rookie who's like, here to to turn up minute one um so i'm excited i'm really excited about all of these rookies i want to know speaking of rookies what you think about the big mole lie it's a really weird lie i don't know why (laughs) um i mean i guess i can understand why you do it you know you come on a show like this and you know people hear big brother survivor and they freak out um so i guess we hear the mole which is like strictly strategy and lying like i could see freaking out and i feel like She's probably like, there's no way anyone would know I was on it, but it just feels like the downside. Even just say you're on it and lost. It's like, oh, yeah, I sucked at lying. Um, so I was just like super out early or something like that. I, I just feel like the risk of getting caught is something that can just blow up in your face even more. Um, so I, I, I wouldn't go about doing this. I just, first of all, if you're not watching the U.S. Mole, on Netflix, you need to be doing. What are you doing? Turn the podcast off and go turn it on. Oh, I haven't started. Should, I, should we stop recording and then come back? Or uh-huh. there's so yet. many reasons we should stop recording, but yes, we should. You have to watch that and text me about it. Everyone can at me about the rule. Um, that being said, this is like the people who go on Survivor and are like, "I'm a salesman. I'm a lawyer. I'm a the. I'm not going to tell anybody that I'm a logic." coach for like that's so so niche i'm not Mm going to tell anyone that like i tutor kids in math in case math is important like nobody effing cares the lie is worse especially here and here's what i love i i feel like five seasons five years ago we would have gotten a confessionals from jack being like i watch the mole i'm a huge mole stan and i recognize her and we'd be out here like how the hell did he recognize her from the mole germany i love that the game no longer cares and is willing to say like i 
had a cast list and I Googled her. In which case, it is even more absurd. Either everybody knows and it's just nobody cares to talk about it because it hasn't mattered. Or literally nobody, Fessy didn't even bother to Google the cast that got announced. Yeah, I, I absolutely love that. I love even when they brought up like the airport stuff uh, flying into the season. I love, I love when they recognize that the show really does start well before the season, continues well after the season, leading up to the next season. Like this is almost a 365 day type show because of how many people come back and all the connections. So just acknowledge it. Don't make us look stupid. Like just tell us like, Oh yeah, I Googled this person. Yeah. They hooked up at the airport and that's why like they're coming connections. They didn't meet up at a bar two weeks before or something like that. Like just tell us straight up of what's going on. I think it just adds so much more to it. Cause then you have people's genuine reactions. They're not just like playing up to a, a fake story for the, for the show. Speaking of fake stories for the show, <laughs> I am so curious about how this season was cast because I'm really not buying the like we picked our partners. I would have loved to see like Nam and his partners ball for what year they met because it had to be six for 2022. Like I, I don't I, I wanna like I can't wait for the untold story in 10 years where they explain how like nobody knew each other. Not nobody, but like I, I just am very interested in some of these casting decisions including, as you mentioned, the decision for Casey and her brother to leave and two alternates to come in. Like, could they not decide, like, Olivia and Horatio and Nam and his celebrity big brother person were so compelling that they had to bring them both in, but neither of them on the original cast? Yeah, that to me screams, like, they're, like, were, their flights were delayed or they had like passport visa issues or like there was something going on that they couldn't get into the country that and they were just late because that makes no sense that it was just randomly oh, i'm feeling generous i'm gonna bring in two teams that that's crazy they, they had to be in the mix and something else was going on at least one of them like they were supposed to be there for day one and were just delayed and they got them in there by the time for the daily and then covid happened or maybe their quarantine was delayed. There, there had to be something that caused this delay it wasn't just oh because casey had to be sent home we're bringing in two more they they were already in the mix see my best guess would be because the four of them scream alternate like if i had to cast alternates those would be my top four draft picks like so my only guess would be like and i I don't know why casey and kenny had to leave so it definitely seems like COVID when the way so, sort of so said. The only, oh, yeah. Devin, did, Devin did confirm it was COVID. That's what he, that's what he said. Someone asked him, like, oh, what happened? He was like, oh, it was COVID. There you go. So my thought is they're like, you know what? Put four teams in. Put the two teams in now in case we have to pull somebody else later. And, like, we like get, let's put all the alternates we have. Like, let's. I, I could see a world where they're like, we have two teams of alternates. Mm-hmm. And if COVID's, like, breaking out right now, Put everyone we got in case we have to pull four more teams. And then well, like, it make six, more six sense weeks in. To, I feel like that would make more sense to keep some more isolated, right? Because if you just drop them all in the mix, then you're just risking everyone getting COVID. You need at least some backups. I was thinking more from like whenever they leave, it, it does it become too late to introduce new people? Mm, I don't know okay. when is the latest they would bring in an alternate, but obviously right. we're just speculating. I, right. Like, I, I, like, I have no idea. Um. yeah bummer for, for Casey and really bummer for Nani because I was coming into the season like if Nani can't win this season partnered with Bananas with no like real male equivalent competitor for him like no real foil in Wes or CT and uh, and 
her girlfriend, love of her life, also on the show on a different team. Then Nani can never win if she doesn't win. I think she was pretty close with Kayla also. I mean, Kayla's gone now, but I think they were pretty close the last time uh, they've done a season together. Sort of had another friend. So Nani, at least by Casey leaving, saves face because I was prepared to come on here and say if Nani doesn't win the season, she should retire because Mm -hmm. she can't win then. We got one more season from Nani. Right. (laughs) One more. Nelson's toast was something else, huh? I, I wrote it all down because it was just so preposterous. Um, you know, I, mean, I, I can read it because it, it was first he starts with the here he, here he. I mean, alcohol is strongly involved to start, but he goes, uh, if you made it here, you're here to play. But can you really play? We will find out as the game moves on. But has it really begun? Yes, it has. Put your drink in the air. Let's go. That was the toast. It, it, it was one of those things where I feel like in an essay where you're trying to sound super smart and like posing questions and trying to sound like philosophical and then you read it to yourself and you like realize you're like just like babbled on for like 30 seconds. You have no idea what you said. This was a preposterous speech. And uh, I mean, look, it, clearly he didn't do any prep and just winged it. So I, I, I can't give him too much uh, heat for that. But I don't know how Nelson got the, got the call. Where's like Devin to get the speech? I feel like he would have been a lot better. See, that's interesting. I was thinking, like, is Nelson the most senior guy there? Like, because this was giving. Yeah, for guys, I would imagine, right? I mean, Laurel would be the most senior for the women. Um, I think Nelson started before Devin. This is giving, like, you're at work and somebody's like, uh, all right, um, Nelson, you're going to present to the client. And Nelson's like, what are you talking about? Like, I just started. And then he looks around and is like, oh, my God, I've been here the longest of this team. Shit, when did that happen? Like, that was like, it, like, and also he thinks like Darrell and Bananas are going to be there. And then it's right. like, oh, wait, I'm the most senior person who showed up today. I guess I get to make the decision. Uh, but 10 out of 10 for enthusiasm. The key to a good yes. speech at a, a drinking event is just, scream at the indicated time when people are supposed to cheers. And, you yeah. know, he did that. Yeah, look, if you don't know what to say, keep it short and yeah, and then get everyone cheering at the end. And that, and that worked out. So, yeah. Maybe not, maybe not uh, run it back next season, but for his uh, <laughs> one and done, not too bad. Um, what did you think of the challenge for the uh, this being the first uh, get, getting to know you challenge? Yeah, I mean, so boil bolas for blood? Is that what is a bola? I mean, this is a ball, you right? Okay? Yeah. <laughs> you good? <laughs> <laughs> this felt very uh, are you the one-ish. Uh, the way they used to do those weird challenges back in the day, where it's like, oh, learn your partner before you go on a date. It felt like that. And I don't mean that in a good way for the challenge. Like, it it was very odd. It wasn't very physical. It wasn't very tiring. Um, it, for the first challenge... I expected more for a challenge premiere daily. It's interesting. I didn't hate it, especially after watching. I totally get what you're saying, but, and it was sort of my instinct too. And then after watching, not like having been primed by watching how the challenges used to be on the untold story over the last couple of weeks, it it was like the, the untold story kind of temp- tempered my expectations. Like, wait a minute, like these challenges didn't used to be like the most insane, crazy thing. And like, maybe it is okay to just have, considering they have 300 people, 
like jump in the pit, non-physical, but still Uh physical and a little beep, boop, beep, boop. And you're done. Like, I was like, okay, this is, this is fine. But I agree with Kayla and Sam that it's not like dispositive that Johnny and Raven are these like huge physical dominating threats. No, totally. And honestly, like I would be fine with the shot. I just think for the premiere, you know, crank it up. Like, I think if you're going to use like your crazy, like fire budget and stuff like that, like use it for the premiere daily. Like that's where it's like make your big showcase. And then this is like an episode three or four daily when you want to like calm things down a little bit. And, you know, you just want to like phone one in. Like that's, that's fine to like do early on. But I, I just felt like for the premiere, you know, give us the escapade, give us like a, a high tower to jump off, give us something else to do like a, a big, a big uh, set piece or something like that. Um, just, it, it felt a little, little, little flat. Totally fair. If I can give credit where it's due, I will say when there are 300 pers- people on the cast, I'm grateful I didn't have to watch 500 heats. That's not good math. 150 heats. Um, so there's that. But yeah, certainly no no one's going to be talking about this challenge next week or even remembering it. No, this will not make uh, the challenge documentary part two. This, uh, they'll, they won't be doing it. Remember that time we did the uh, the Bulls challenge in the, you know, Ride or Dies? Oh, that was, we had to do a whole segment on that one. Um, here's something that might make the documentary. Uh, Brian, your mm-hmm. biggest falling out that is inevitably coming with challenge stats because you are taking credit for amplifying challenge stats that in such a way that it made air. Is that I'm I'm willing to take that official position. I am taking some credit. I, I feel like my years in the challenge streets. I feel like I've garnered enough of a little bit of a spotlight that I could help raise attention to it. I, I think Challenge Stats was already on the rise. I think he was gaining notoriety when this came out. And I think I helped escalate that a little bit. So I, I will give myself like 20% credit, 25% credit of hamming this home. I think the repeated m- no, uh, mentions, like I had very clever tweets that we bring it up a lot of times. I give myself some credit. So I, I'll give myself some partial credit. And I'm taking this as a big dub that this came on in the premiere. Because that means they've all been talking about this all. Because I mean, the last challenge season was back in December. So this was like floating around in the in the challenge Twitter streets for, you know, eight months now. So the fact that it was brought up episode one, it was just top of the mind for everyone. It was top of the mind for the producers when they asked Nelson the question. Top of the mind for Devin when he, he brought it up. So I am going to give myself some credit for this. Did you ask Devin if you could take credit for this? Has Devin so confirmed, he, like, the COVID uh, outbreak that took out Casey and her brother? So he definitely confirmed. He was like, yeah, challenge stats I saw as the best. Like, they're challenge analytics. Like, he was fully confirming. And the, I feel like that's what I called them, challenge analytics. And he recognized. I thought it was weird. He, like, he knew who I was, but I don't know how he knew who I was. I don't think I've ever met him. But he was like, oh, hey, good seeing you again. I don't think I've ever met him. Maybe we've interacted. We, we didn't interview him, right? For Are You the One or did we? Ryan. Please. Please say I don't know. (laughs) I don't know that. Oh, so this is interesting. So you're taking credit for amplifying challenge stats, not necessarily amplifying the Nelson fact of it. Oh no, because I I I didn't come up with it. Absolutely not. This is all challenge stats for yeah. But you're saying that you you elevated challenge stats into a different tier of recognition such that the Nelson fact could be gleaned. And attached to it for this show. I'm not making sense. This is interesting. Yeah. I love it. I love it for you. Why not? I think if so. If not you, then I who? Think so. Right. 
Why not take credit for reading somebody else's work and saying it louder? I love it. <laughs> We're right back in the workplace. Straight white men, that's, that's our specialty, right? So there we go. Listen, Taking a lot credit. of people do it. Uh, I'm willing to I'm willing to take credit for your credit. How about that? Look, I'm only asking for 20%. I'm not asking for the I full bonus of race I take 20% of your 25%. <laughs> all right, perfect. Slap it off. You want a royalty also? Kevin and Larry here? Regardless, very exciting information. We finally get Nelson's official response. And it's what's so great about it is much like me, he takes... 2,000 words to say absolutely nothing to address it. <laughs> it's, it's incredible. So, yeah. I mean, he's, he, he, I don't know how, how you're supposed to answer that. Yeah, I just, I've sucked for a very long time. I don't know what else you could possibly say. But it was a good spin zone. It was like, oh, I don't even need it. Or, like, it was, like, smart to not be in power. It was a very good, like, uh, spin zone uh, for Nelson to try to pull it off. Yeah, and the fact that we get the edit like kind of blaming the fact that the only reason that Nelson loses is because he doesn't remember his own age. That's a tough one. Yeah, look, it's the cherry. It's the cherry on top of the Sunday for his fifty-second straight loss. Uh, it's crazy. It's, it's unbelievable. Doesn't know his age. What can he do? Uh, no, but I love the challenge. Like much like we said, we like the admission that the game starts before the game and. I Googled the player and we made out on the plane. Now we're like commenting on our own stats uh, and making fun of ourselves. Like that, that is fun. This is the spirit of the challenge. We love to see it. Yeah. So do you think, do you think this will be a recurring thing now? Do you think they'll bring it up every time? And so like, do you think it down if he wins, will it be like a grand thing where he's just like, oh my God, you finally won. Or do you think it's like, will they, this be a recurring thing through the season? Here's, what I want to happen. Every daily loss, they they have my permission to put a quick little Nelson sad counter on the screen. Mm-hmm. Like, let's not acknowledge it. I don't want a confessional mm-hmm. every single week talking about it. I'm happy to have a little counter. And then they can make some fanfare when he wins. But they yep. will kill it if... Agree. They should learn from the great originators of it, you and Challenge Stats you know, equally. <laughs> no, but you and challenge like the way you talk about it, the way we talk about it here, the way it challenge you like you're not beating it to death. It's still fresh. It's still interesting. Mm-hmm. I hope they don't ruin it. But it's like when your mom starts making the not your mom, your mom's great, but when right. somebody else's mom starts like using the slang and you're like, oh, this isn't cool anymore. Yeah. Like yeah, when Nelson forgets his birthday and screws up a deal, like, that's the perfect time to rebring it up. Like that's a great moment. Uh but yeah, I will I love the idea of the counter. That'd be great. Um I hope he wins one. It'd be it would be very exciting to see if he could pull it off. I'm sure he would do something like when he was in power to like totally screw up his game, which would make it even funnier. Uh, but I'm rooting for him. I want to see it happen. Um, one thing when we found out that there were going to be four ride or dies that go to plead their case, my immediate reaction was like, "Oh, great! We're extending the worst part of <laughs> yeah, any challenge." tribunals extending it. <laughs> Um, but I do like, I already said, I like the name of the zone. Um, you know, then we get like some pretty standard, but I thought really interesting first episode strategizing. Yeah. And we all even got like, after what happened with challenge USA, we even got some like just old school classics, just going out partying vibes. Like we had like a, a slow motion of like Tommy being like lifted up and even just, just fun things happening that we just never really saw on challenge USA. So it was good to be reminded of like that part of the challenge proper 
that could be brought in that we didn't see. That was like, oh yeah, these people that go out and drink and have fun and, and things could escalate from there. But it was good to get back into that part of the world and to see the strategizing happening in this in this arena. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I have to say my heart was warmed when Amber is like having this like confident moment with Chauncey and being like, mm-hmm. I'm the only woman he looks at. You could be all with him, whatever. And like Amber has struggled despite having won the challenge. She has really struggled with alliances and friendships in the house. So like she almost more than anybody is really, I think, going to benefit from having like a true ride or die, like not some random person who was also on a show, but like her boyfriend, um, I think is going to be like huge for her game. So I was, that was a nice, like a heartwarming moment for her. Yeah. Look, and I, and I think the, I think Amber falling in with Jay, Michelle and the rookies is, is a perfect spot for her. Yeah. I think she's been looking for a home for a couple seasons now to or like her own detriment of like trying to continually go back with the big brother people, even if that there was like abundantly clear that they didn't want to work with her. So now that she could like fully put that to bed and move on and find like a, a good new crew um, is great. And I even love that it's, it kind of started up again, like old school challenge style, just based off the room they were in, right? Like Johnny J um and it was Johnny J and someone else were all in the same room together and they're like oh yeah like we should just like do this we should ride this out together I love seeing like how the rooms form is how alliances form which is kind of how it used to be or how you strategically put yourself in certain rooms so I love seeing that come back again because uh, I feel like in other seasons we've had like the bunkers and things are much more open uh this is bringing back to like what the challenge how alliances do form and I'm, I'm glad to see that back Agreed. I first, my first reaction to Jay, Chauncey, Johnny, and Turbo in a room was like, this is an insane choice. Like, what a terrible room for Jay to be in. And then it turns out to be like a great room for the way the game is going to go, at least after episode one. So mm-hmm. I'm willing to eat on that. And it really seems like Jay and Michelle are going to be like focal points. I mean, Michelle got the, she got the first confessional. Um, they were big narrators throughout the whole, whole episode. And I also love that. I think they started doing this with, with Bananas and West, right? Where, I think it's going to continue throughout the season with all the pairs, but I love the paired specials. I love that it's not just one of them individually. I love that a lot of the times it's both of them. Um, Cause even in other like rivals or types of things like, like that, we never really had them together doing confessionals. And I love seeing them both there in the, in the spot for, for all the pairs. Yeah. Speaking of Michelle's first confessional, did the show open a little weird to you? Not that Michelle's confessional was weird, but it almost like started with no, like I almost didn't know the show had started. This is a, mm. a stupid thing to go back to now, but it almost felt like it ended where like it was like a half started. Who cares? Um, pretend I didn't acknowledge that. Here's a question. What did you think of Johnny and Raven's strategy? I mean, we know it ends up getting a little funky, but uh, how did you, how would you grade their approach uh, to power? I thought their thought process was perfect. I think. Uh, coming in as rookies, like what they said was accurate. Like the veterans, I mean, we just saw like, was it last season or two seasons ago where it was like the full vet alliance that took control of the game for the first, I don't know, eight, nine weeks or whatever it was. So uh, I, you absolutely have to come in and at least get a few rookies on your side. And I think you have to make the right shot at a vet. And I honestly thought going after Kayla might've been the wrong move because of what she said, where she's like, I don't really have anyone in the house. So I think she could have been a perfect person to kind of fall in with the rookies, but then based off of her confessional, when Jack, uh, uh, when Sam was like, "Do you, well, should we work with them?" and she was like, "Hell no, no, no way in hell." Then like, okay, then actually, yeah, they did make the right move because I thought Kayla would have been the perfect one to kind of slide in with Amber and Jay and Michelle in like that new vet slash rookie crew, but she wanted no part of it. 
So they absolutely made the right decision with who they targeted. Yeah. If their method was, we want to bring people in who we're going to make deals with and use it as leverage. Great idea. I think Laura and Kayla, nope, Laurel and Kayla are the wrong people to do that with. I think Tori and Devin are people who I think would be very receptive to that kind of thing and would potentially be likely to honor it. And it's hard for Johnny and Raven to know that they don't really don't strike me as people who know anything about the challenge. Um, but it did not surprise me in the slightest that Kayla was like, no F them. We're not going to honor the deal at the same time to be easier on Johnny and Raven. We know that this doesn't matter. Like, yeah, all else equal, they'll honor a deal if they can. But if they want to throw you in, they'll use you nominating them at all as a reason if you're the person mm-hmm. they want to target. Um, so I liked how much effort they were putting into the thought process behind it, even if it probably won't matter. What I liked about the move of Kayla and Sam is, to your point, yes, they're probably vulnerable and like need to make deals. But at the same time, because they're not connected to anybody else, in the event they go home, who's pissed? Like it's it's a shot at the vets, but it's not like really mm-hmm. a shot at the vets. So you're not really like upsetting the apple cart if they don't come back. Yeah, and I think uh, I think sparing Laurel is like a good. Move. I kind of like the idea of like kind of putting her up and being like, no, I'm not gonna take the shot at you because I think. And Laurel said she like you know she goes based off performance. And I think showing you can like you win one. I think already notches you up a little bit in her eyes and then sparing her, I think will help you a little bit down the road. So I don't, I don't think it was that bad of a choice. Uh, I think throwing in Laurel in this spot would be a very bad choice because she is of all the people, one of the people who would most hold a garage. I think we've seen that from her. So I think the idea of trying to like spare her a little bit, uh, I do think that help them out, especially because again, they show they can win if they win again. Laurel always tries to like go with people who are stronger and winning because she knows if she gets to the end, she can win. So she wants to find that crew. So showing you can win, I think, will also help kind of ingratiate yourself uh, with her. Yeah, no, agreed. And, and the other thing I liked about ultimately going for Kayla and Sam is like, who's most likely to win a daily and win the elimination? Win the elimination, come back and win a daily. I would put Kayla and Sam three out of the three of the other of the possible teams uh, of veterans that they could have put in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and they're also, it's still a shot. It's they're not slouches. It's still like a competitive mm-hmm. team you're getting rid of, but certainly not a team that's guaranteed to win the next elimination. If they do happen to survive and have power to take you out. Mm-hmm. And look, as they saw, you know, you don't really know how the first one's going to go down. You don't know, like even if you lose, maybe TJ brings up like a redemption house. I mean, you don't know what's on the table. So I think like a middle of the road shot uh, at a target is kind of like the perfect uh, thing to do in the first week. And kudos to them, because if I'm being honest, the second they put in um, Hansel and Gretel, what's her names? Um, <laughs> Kim and Colleen, that I was like, oh, cut to them chickening chickening out and putting in the rookies that they don't have a relationship with. So Mm -hmm. I was like impressed that they really followed through on this shot because it would have been very defensible and easy. And we've seen it a million times for the rookies to eat each other. So mad respect to them for like actually uh, taking the shot. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. 
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, and so, you, so you like the zone? I find it a little corny. You like the zone? I love the zone. I love it. I love when TJ said, see you in the zone, like get in the zone, auto zone. I love it. (laughs) I like the color scheme of this season. Um, I like like the purple and uh, goldish type. uh, And it's like glowing a little bit. It's a, it's a, it's a appealing scheme. It works well. Yeah. It's giving like laser tag. And I feel like the zone is like part of it. Mm hmm. Well, like it's, like it's the very on the highlighted or whatever the hell it's yeah, been like yeah. defensive like terms mm-hmm. the gulag like it's yeah. the worst <laughs> gotta cancel that one that's always been my favorite word but you gotta cancel that one uh what did you think of the elimination you move i move just like that um mm-hmm. i liked it I-, I thought it was really made for Devin, uh and that's before i knew about his coffee table very funny <laughs> yeah very very much like a survivor challenge right like this is exactly like if you shrink this down and you're holding up the handlebars like if they've done the exact challenge of survivor they might do it next week honestly but i feel like they do the type of thing like every season so this is like very much like a challenge challenge sized version of like a survivor challenge yeah I, I thought it was a new twist on a classic idea i liked how much communication mattered if that's the theme we're going to be beaten over the head with like ride or mm-hmm. dies you got to communicate I don't think it reflects at all on Sam and Kayla's marriage. That I think a big advantage, almost a bigger advantage, at least in the early stage while they remain ride or dies. We'll see what happens. It's a bigger advantage, I think, to be working with someone you've worked with on the challenge before versus a Chauncey and an Amber and a Kayla and Sam. Because you could be married and have great communication and then throw Brian and Emily up on this maze and like who knows what would happen. Right. No, absolutely. You, you want the experience of doing these types of things, not just the experience of just talking to each other. Uh, that that, that the, the former trumps the latter, uh, 100%, for sure. Um, but yeah, and I think Kayla and Sam, well, I have like um, Mandela effect that Sam and Kayla have been on the challenge together before. Like, I, I like kept thinking Sam's been on the challenge before. Uh, but otherwise, like, and I like Kayla, but besides um the rookie rookie team with the mall i was the least upset to see kayla and sam go i would have been much more upset to lose to and devitt and lauren totally oh absolutely yeah of of all of those picks definitely losing kayla's the, the most tolerable i did enjoy sam i thought they actually like, i thought he was pretty funny they had a funny rapport where sure that love he called her out of like oh i guess you're just like used to losing and that was very funny uh, and TJ's uh, goodbye to them was uh, he got a nice chuckle saying he hopes their their marriage lasts longer than the, their time on the challenge. 
uh, TJ coming with the hard jokes in episode one. Uh, very enjoyable. Uh, both of those. Yeah, I'm excited. Look, I got this a great first episode. I'm excited. Uh, we needed this. <laughs> this is huge. We needed it after yeah. the Challenge USA. So I'm excited to see what the season brings. In the like preview, which I try not to watch so closely, and I try not to retain anything, which is not hard. Mm-hmm. They show Casey. Now that was just sloppy, right? Like Casey's not coming back, is she? I that that would be pretty wild. Has anyone ever been like DQ'd for and then come back? I mean, people have been eliminated and come back. I don't I don't think I've ever seen someone be sent home from a medical thing and come back. Yeah, it was weird because I do. I I feel like in the in the before that, like the season preview, I feel like she popped up a lot, which is why I was like very confused. But I mean, they must have just showed the night one scenes a lot. I I thought I saw her doing stuff, so maybe she does come back. That'd be crazy. (laughs) Crazy, crazy. I mean, look, the challenge does weird stuff. So I mean, they're just you know two for one swaps, bringing people in. It's weird. It's gonna be weird. It's gonna be weird. uh, you know, there's what sixteen teams right now. It's gonna be sixteen for the next like three weeks. So buckle up. Speaking of weird, let's get weird. Uh, we have to start our inaugural drinking game rules. Yes. Did you have uh, anything top of mind? Yeah, sure. I have two, but I'm not gonna right. add both. Do you think we should? I should add a rule that will come up a lot. Or a rule that might be more uh, unique. I think for the first one, do the one that comes up a lot. So we have like a recurring thing through the season. Mm, I kind of wanted to do the other one. <laughs> so like, I, that's what I meant. I said do the one that's more unique. That like would be like a ooh ah moment. No, no, I'll do. I'll I'll stick with uh, the, the 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 setup one, the the broader one. Anytime we get a double confessional, two people in the confessional mm. at the same time. Wait, that's not that's the one that's going to come up a lot, right? That's yes. What said? Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's very good. That's good. I'm going to say anytime, anytime we see, anytime people question if they're ride or die is a ride or die. If there's maybe just dying, not as much riding in a ride or die pair. Uh, so for example, in Michelle's confessional, when she's like in the preview, if the person I love the most doesn't ride for me, who's riding for me? Perfect example. That's exactly, that's exactly what caused me to think about that. (laughs) Even even like her being like, uh, when she was talking about the problem that between her and Jay and Jay interrupts her and she's like, this is like our problem. You know, we have no communication. Things like that. Strife between the ride or die, the questioning, the more the die than the ride um all right we don't have to question our rider dies uh, thank you to the people who closed out last season with some five-star reviews uh, if you want to start our season off strong you can go to robin's website.com slash bippity boppity boo what is challenge it feed. Challenge, challenge feed subscribe uh leave us reviews thank you to sue s-u-e is that your mom i don't know um buckner oh, wh and drunk nephew uh, hopefully more Brian yelling to come on this season. Thank you. Hopefully not. Uh, no. Hopefully not. Hopefully nothing brings me to be as upset about that as anything like that. So, uh, it's a win-win. It clean. It's true. Well, was it? I don't know. I think there was some lose in there. I don't think it was a full win-win. Um, I, 
I we wanted to talk about the challenge untold story. It's late. One thing I will say, watch it. If you were on the fence, if you oh, were yeah. like, oh, it's six episodes, uh, like I almost was like, I'll get to it. And then I had to get to it for the podcast. And we didn't do the podcast, but I loved it. Pure bliss. I understand now why sports fans watch cl- clips of highlights from like seasons past. It was so, so good. No, it was fantastic. It was super well done. So much more well done than I thought it would be. It was like super professional. I mean, I think this is like insulting the challenge now, but it was like really cool. They got a lot of people to come back and, and do interviews. Obviously, they like skewed the interviews a little bit more towards people who are going to be on this uh, season and like didn't bring as many old school people be back for, for interviews, like to see, like it was more skewing towards like the newer school people, but that's okay. I like all they, they look back at a lot of old clips, which was cool. Um, I did learn some things like the, I think it was what world of worlds one or two, like the entire, uh, elimination set was flooded and I had to like scramble to make a whole new one. Like the day before that was incredible, uh, to, to learn about, um, a lot of, a lot of fun backstory stuff that popped up along the way. I agree. I was like, oh, it's only people who have been on All Stars or current seasons. Then when Julie came out in like the second to last part, the last part, yeah. I was like, damn, they got Julie, they got Tara. Like, they did get a lot of people. It's just like deeper cuts mm-hmm. later on for sure. Um, and then shout out to uh, Sydney Buxbaum, who is a Northwestern alum friend of Johnny Langan, who wrote literally wrote the book on the challenge. It's coming out. Mm-hmm. The challenge. Uh, it is, I was going to say challenge untold story. That's not what it's called. Um, but they had some really interesting, Sydney was on and they had some other really interesting, like people who have covered journalists who have covered the challenge beat for years. And that was cool mm-hmm. to see. I, I loved when Sydney talked about like the ranking of the best challenge contestants and how that got her into hot water. And like the people on the challenge were like, how dare you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> As people who cover the challenge, it's extremely relatable content. Yeah. I even just like a very, this is like a subtle, not a subtle thing they did it throughout, but I love like the way they would do the, uh, going through times, like they would show like, like things that popping up in social media or in like uh, pop culture and like the timestamp it along the way. A little, I, that was like, I, I enjoyed that type of stuff. Uh, yeah. Even just like the set and the way they would like zoom in on the interviews. It was just, it, it was very much like a 30 for 30, like the ESPN documentary. So. Uh, it, it really hit. It was, I mean, even like the six episodes, they broke them up in their each own way. It wasn't just like a start to finish life cycle of the challenge. Like the first two were more like that. And then the next four were kind of like tackling different topics, uh, which I, I thought was really cool to kind of break it up in different ways. Yeah. Uh, t- 10 out of 10. And, you know, if we have a slow episode, we could go back and talk more about it. Uh, but the book, I just wanted to plug. I haven't read it. I plan to read it. Uh, this is not a, this is not a, official plug i just think this is the audience for it how to win at the challenge and life a champion's guide to eliminating obstacles winning friends and making that money what a world that has come out of this challenge mm-hmm. it's, it's still so bizarre that it, it dropped like now before season 38 i mean i guess they wanted to do it like after the usa thing like breaking the cbs that was uh pretty big to, to have it be there but it's just like a odd time to just do do it now before like season 38 you would think maybe just wait till season 40 so that would have been more you know grandioso to do it like that but heck i mean like you said it was, it was great so maybe i'll just rewatch it again before season 40 it is interesting this my tinfoil hat like it was filmed a long time ago cam hadn't mm. had baby. like a lot of stuff was like a little bit old and then they just like shoehorned in the cbs thing and i was like i wonder if this was supposed to drop 
before and then they were like mm-hmm. uh let's cleanse the palate drop it right yeah. after <laughs> the one thing that was was pretty the one thing that i thought was really glaring was the fact that car maria just like was not there like the fact that she was talked about so much the fact that paulie was there like who said no like did, was she not asked or did she say no to being interviewed Less you think i know you know i don't see why she wouldn't be asked and paulie would I could see a world where she says no and Polly wouldn't say no to anything. Yeah. I mean, look, of all, it, it all, and honestly, maybe miss both of them. Like, I feel like we both have come to the agreement that, like, we're both ready for Cara to come back. And I feel like this season in particular, like, would have been so perfect for her and Polly to, to be on. I feel like they would have added so much. So, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm not ready for no? Polly to be back. No, I don't know. No, we're both ready for Cara to come back. But then, like, for her to come back, I would assume she would only do it with Polly. At this point, so like for this season, it would have been perfect for them to come back as a pair. I am not co-signing that. I am willing to say mm-hmm. that I would want Kara back, but if she will only come back with Polly, then I'm happy to never see her back again. Okay. And I was actually surprised that they asked Polly to. Per- I think you're more likely. Your scenario is more likely. I was quite surprised to see Polly participating yeah. in the. Uh, I was very surprised. Reflection. I mean, he's only was on, he was only on like two seasons, three seasons. I mean, no, he was like a big part of those seasons, but I mean, wasn't like some big uh, big character along the way one thing that's interesting is like the challenge has no problem grappling with like ct's like storied past like i'll eat your face i'll eat your smash mm-hmm. your head and eat it like that you know um the vi- being eliminated for violence and like brought back but and and i'm not saying they should talk about it or shouldn't talk about it i'm just observing is like the challenge has had a number of people who will never be back who have done some vile things, some racist things, uh, harassment, blah, blah, blah. The list goes on. And I almost like wish there was a way to like the CT story is easy to address because it was like an angry man who reformed not mm-hmm. in small part because of his journey on the challenge. And now like look at his amazing life and he's so beloved and everybody loves him. It's harder right. to talk about people who have no longer have the show had to cut ties with and to like address that with the negative, the end of the story being, and we never heard from that racist person again. But I, mm. I do wish there was like an interesting way to discuss how the challenge has both pushed society and pushed what contestants can or should be in terms of like having non-binary and transgender contestants on before like any other show is doing that and then also the ways that they've their contestants have failed in yeah in uh being good people like yeah. i wish that was like addressed a little bit and it wasn't at all i mean I, I i totally agree i mean like they wouldn't even mention kenny's name like they said wes's partner like when it came up with them being paired together so like they really cut that out and it was just super bizarre to have like this whole segment on Jordan and they yes. like kind of talk like, Oh, he's like a, you know, rough around the edges or whatever the term they use. Like, like just dive in. Like, like you said, like they do a lot of things. Like they really like highlight the things they've done well over the years as they should. It's like their documentary, but don't be afraid to show the three steps forward, but also like the step or two back that like, and then like the progress you're trying to like, show along the way or the progress they're making along the way i don't care like just show something just to have like this whole 10 minute segment on jordan and make it mostly a positive thing and don't really touch at all on 
the reason why he's been gone for a couple seasons and some people don't think he should be back and and things like that and just like dive into it like we're not going to blame the show in this moment just like talk about like what has happened like i mean the challenge has gone for freaking 38 seasons you're going to have some controversy along the way it's not gonna be a perfect show like it's fine to like address it and like be like okay yeah but, like you know we just great strides we saw like this great heartwarming stuff with, like anisa coming out and we're like how you know impactful that was and things like that but also don't be afraid to show how many things you screwed up on uh, along the way i think it would made it yeah. much more real yeah, Jordan is definitely a great example of that. Uh, it felt strange to have that not acknowledged. And maybe the concern there is like the show doesn't want to decide that he has a redemption arc. Like everybody has just universally decided that we're excusing CT's behavior in the early days. And like now, like what a growth arc. And mm-hmm. like you're saying, people are justifiably not as quick to decide that Jordan is worthy of the redemption that he's gotten. So maybe they're like by not talking about it we're not suggesting that he's transcended it but i don't think not talking about it does that yeah Um, but then bring up someone that's like never like bring up like the camilla stuff like she's never gonna be back on like if you want to like scapegoat her as like the one person you're going to talk about for some of the vile stuff that she did just just, like bring something up about like the bad things that have happened along the way um i mean you have leroy there like leroy if he wanted to he can like talk about his side of it and like try like go into like a little bit more detail like they they had opportunities with the people involved to talk about some of the bad horrible stuff that has happened um and it just i mean look i get they wanted to make it like more rosy story of the show but you know there's been some controversy along the way like don't like hide completely from it interesting about the jordan segment too it blew my mind that one of the like producers says like we didn't consider how Jordan would be able to do a challenge. Like we just sit in a room and decide the challenges and then Jordan Mm. just has to deal with it. Like, I know that that's like what we see, but I couldn't have imagined that they're not even considering how somebody with a physical difference is like, well, if you can't do it, you can't do it. Like they're so lucky that it's Jordan and not, anybody else (laughs) like it's irresponsible to not be considering your contestants yeah i mean look look, if it was anyone other than jordan they wouldn't like be good enough to do this type of stuff right like the reason why like jordan can still do it is because he's just so freakishly good at so much stuff that he can like overcome it like most people i feel like wouldn't be able to even reach that level that he can do to like be in the position to do this stuff you know so like they can do it uh, it's like yeah it's tough I mean, it was crazy to hear them say it out loud like yeah we don't really think about it uh we just kind of create stuff and then we watch jordan win no matter what even when like they're holding there was the one thing they show where he's holding like the beam and he was just like putting it behind his back and they were like i, I can't believe he's doing this and yeah it's it's crazy and then i know i said we're not gonna talk but the only thing i am pissed about is yeah, like, we're here. why the why on earth uh do we have the ashley hunter segment as like one of the final biggest moments ever and the banana Mm. sarah moment is like talked about in like a totally different way in context only tj equates them and is like i thought bananas was disgusting and then i was like damn ashley good for you like like i just think the treatment the like official treatment of them as different scenarios really pissed me off yeah i i was very surprised to uh see how about like that was like the 
usually what they would do is they would pick like a big moment to start the episode and then come back to it at the end. I was like surprised to see how focused how focused they were on the and the Ashley Hunter thing. Uh, maybe just because of Hunter's reaction and uh, like how loud and like crying and like a lot of production comments about it, so like they had even more backstory to go into it. But yeah, I was very surprised to see how MTV handled uh, handled those two things. But of course, CJ would you know give the proper reaction to it in, in good TJ form. Um, and his the story the, the segment about him coming back uh, before rivals was uh there was there was a bit of a tear shed uh in the in the Cohen household when that, that was going on oh my god so many tears i was crying about dm i was like it just, people need to watch it um it was worth every minute i think the night stuff too it. i didn't expect the night stuff to get me but even like the segment on him was like super sad and it is just so interesting because Jemmy, I mean, people deal with different differently. And Jemmy talks about it in the segment where she's like, I it's just so important for me to talk about him and keep his stories alive. And like that's how I grieve. And and as they say, CT has never publicly spoken about Dion. Yeah. And he's on a different journey with it. And watching him like break down, be unable to speak about it and walk out was like just brutal. It's 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 yeah, I mean it's sad all you needed to say, really. But yeah, it's yeah. You know, they be they are both handling it very differently. Obviously, speaking of handling things differently, I want to end with a little social media oh. Oh. because I found this so repulsive that I oh, screenshotted boy. it. When did I screenshot it? <laughs> Wednesday at nine oh five p.m. Is it going to be Stephen Fishback bringing up the Challenge USA finale like six weeks after <laughs> it happened to remind all of us? No, I lived for that. Obviously. Okay. Uh, it's Johnny Bananas tweeting, this looks like a job for Captain Save-A-Show. Bananas emoji, shield emoji. And then tweeting out merchandise that he has, Captain Save-A-Show. And then Josh Martinez wrote, Chris Jenner works hard, but Bananas works harder, which I thought was funny and saved the tweet. But, like, I get the bravado. I get it. I understand. Good for you. But, I just don't like the attitude of like acting like the show went to shit while you were gone. Guess what? Nevertheless, we persisted. We've survived and we've had good television since you've been gone. Great. You're back. Probably too soon, honestly, considering your Mm -hmm. retirement was bullshit, but you're back. Okay. You're back. Come back with a reverence for the show that you left and respect. I really don't. And I get it. It's schnick and it'll sell t-shirts, but I hate the attitude of like, Looks like this is a job for me since you deadbeats mm-hmm. weren't able to. Oh, like, look at this motley crew you've assembled, TJ. Yeah. Like, I really hope Bananas gets his ass kicked. I don't think it's likely, but I hope it happens. Yeah, I'll be very curious to see how he assimilates uh, into this crew who bands together with him, who goes after him. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd be very interested to see come next week immediately. Um, is he in the group of four? Does he just immediately win? Uh, I mean, you know, he's obviously going to be talked about the most. I'm sure he's going to be top confessional guy. He's going to take over the episode next week. So uh, wherever he goes and lands is going to be where next week and probably the next couple weeks goes and lands. That's all I have. There you go. Literally. We will be back. Emotionally, mentally, and with respect to the show. Ride or dies, though. Should be a fun year. I think it'll be good. I'm excited. We'll be back next week. Episode two. You can follow me on Twitter at Cohen Brian underscore. You can uh, follow you. 
at last tweets we'll be back next week for episode two until then have a good one Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.